I would like us to do something unprecedented. Create ourselves without finding it necessary to create an enemy. That was a quote from the late author and poet James Baldwin. Welcome to the Darrell McLean Show. I am your host, Darrell McLean. Today is Saturday, May 16th. 2020 and welcome to the show the u.s house of representatives passed a three trillion dollar relief package it has almost no chance of advancing in the senate which is led by republicans but it is democrats opening offer in the future negotiations with nearly one trillion dollars in aid to battered states cities and native american tribes and another round of bolstered jobless benefits and direct government payments to americans the measure was an expensive sequel to the 2.2 trillion dollar stimulus package enacted in march reflecting that democrats desired the, the push for a quick and aggressive new rounds of help. The House also voted to allow remote voting and virtual hearings, untethering lawmakers from a centuries-old mandate to be physically present to vote. For an institution steeped in tradition and precedent, the changes were a reflection of a profound ways in which the coronavirus pandemic is reshaping American life. J.C. Penney's filed for bankruptcy. The 118-year-old department store is far from biggest retail casualty of the coronavirus pandemic. Its collapse follows other retail bankruptcies this month, including J. Crew and Neiman and Marcus Group, and the designer's men clothing brand John Vatros. Retail sales in the United States fell to 16.4% in April for the biggest two-month decline on record. Stores are reopening, but not some will, uh, many may not survive, basically. April could prove to be the bottom. The f- March figures were held in part by panic buying, and stores were generally open for the first half of the month. Most states have begun to lift barriers to commerce and movement, and many economists expect spending to rise. May as people venture out, but in any rebound, it's likely to be very, very gradual. Partisan battles over the coronavirus are growing. Rich New Yorkers are fleeing the city, and the United States is suffering worse joblessness than any other countries. The fight to save jobs. Almost every country across Europe and North America has put in place some kind of lockdown, but not every country has experienced the sharp increase in unemployment that the United States has. The latest sign came with the news that almost 3 million more Americans filed for jobless benefits last week. The total over the past two months is now 36.5 million. When the striking in other countries with the smallest increases and unemployment have something in common. There's governments have put in place sweeping programs to directly pay companies to retain their workers. The details may differ, but in Australia, Denmark, and New Zealand, they created new programs, 
France and Germany expanded existing programs, but all of them have tried to maintain the connection between employer and employee, even as the economy is temporarily shut down. The United States, however, took a very different approach, one supported by both Republicans and Democrats. The $2 trillion stimulus program passed in March did include a modest version of the approach that other countries are taking. It's the $350 billion Paycheck Protection Program, which quickly ran out of money because of high demand. Yet most of the stimulus went to a mix of other programs. The largest was about a $300 billion in checks sent to almost every taxpayer, less than 99000 a year in their salary. The typical check was $1,200. The evidence so far suggests that those checks haven't been very effective at stimulating the economy. People who have lost their jobs, still at large, a majority of workforce, have instead tended to put the money in their bank account or pay down debt, neither of which helps to halt an economic downturn. Much of the stimulus checks were saved, Mark Zandi of Moody Analytics says. Jonathan Rockwell of the Brookings Institute is harsher. Most of that money was entirely wasted. And Jacob Funk Kirkland of Peterson Institute for International Economies said, it's clear that the European countries have to date done far better. Still, many members of Congress continue to favor sending across the board checks. Doing so is simple. They say, it's so it does help people who've lost their jobs. The new stimulus bill the House Democrats passed will, it will of course, include another round of $1,200 checks. Now, in stimulus politics, congressional Republicans have created a political problem for themselves by saying there is no urgency to passing another bill. Carl Hughes of the Times, uh, chief um, correspondent for the New York Times, writes in a really nice article I'm going to read partially called with the go slow approach republicans risk political blowback on pandemic aid with jobless numbers rising republicans reluctant to negotiate on another round of pandemic relief is growing to be difficult to sustain more than eight weeks and almost 2.2 trillion dollars $2 trillion of federal dollars it's to an urgent response to the coronavirus pandemic. Congressional Republicans and President Trump and the administration have made it clear that they are in no rush to engage with Democrats on another round of costly relief measures. But their resistance born of spending fatigue and policy divisions is proving increasingly unsustainable, giving tens of millions of anxious Americans out of work, businesses and schools shuttered, and an election looming. Even as House Democrats moved forward on Friday with a Democratic recovery measure that Republicans abhor, President Trump and party leaders offered new assurances that they would draft their own legislation at some point, reflecting their glowing unease at being betrayed as hostile to providing additional federal help. Phase four is going to happen, President Trump told reporters at the White House, using the shorthand for the next round of coronavirus AIDS. Just minutes after saying it could happen, it's going to happen in a much better way for the American people. Only last week he said he was in no rush to take up such bill. His pivot followed an unusual one by Senator Mitch McConnell, Republican 
of Kentucky and the majority leader of the Senate, who after saying on Monday that he felt no urgency to provide more immediate help, told Fox News on Thursday that another round of recovery litigation was likely. Republicans' reluctant to commit to more relief measures has provided an opening for Democrats who have been pounding Senate Republicans, particularly endangered in incumbents facing the voters in November for their stance. They have seized in particular on McConnell's brush off. I don't think we have a felt need of urgency of acting immediately, he said, as a serious blunder by the usually disciplined Mr. McConnell. I'd urge the constituents of the senators and uh, in every state to call them and ask them that question. Do you agree with the Senator McConnell? Senator Chuck Schumer of New York, the Democratic leader, said on Thursday on the Senate floor. Members of both parties concede that $3 trillion measure that Democrats were spending through the House is several bridges too far, considering it's a giant cost and an underpinning of progressive policies on immigration and other issues that could never clear the Republican-controlled Senate. Republicans branded it as an outlandish liberal wish list. Most have rejected it outright, and very few were expected to back it in the vote set for Friday, conveniently scheduled by Democrats to concede with more gloomy unemployment news. But this week demonstrated the difficulty of maintaining that stance. Jobless claims soared to 36.5 million over two months, and Jerome Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, warned on Wednesday that Congress must be prepared to act with more fiscal stimulus to avoid long-term economic damage. Representative Peter T. King of New York, a Republican who said he would support the Democrats' $3 trillion aid bill despite his opposition to many of his positions, said in dire economic situations, so many states and cities meant Congress had to start somewhere. States are going to go under, Mr. King said. You've got to get negotiations going. You can't stand in each other's corners yelling back and forth. Yet, that seems exactly to be what Republicans want to do. That seems exactly what is happening as a pandemic continues to exact its toll. Almost since the last rescue package was approved in late April, Mitch McConnell has been insistent that it was time for Congress to pause and evaluate how trillions of spending already pushed out to out of the door were working before allocating more. McConnell was not happy with how previous negotiations unfolded, with Democrats successfully holding out for concessions and the White House, represented by Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, readily acquiescing. He made it clear he would not go down that road again. He began this week sticking to that position, telling reporters on Tuesday that he would not so much as interact with Democrats until the Senate, Republicans, and the White House had reached a joint decision on whether to move ahead on what should be included in any package. A virus battle along political lines. Partisan fights over the virus are growing with Democrats urging caution and Republicans calling for swift return to normalcy. In Michigan, armed protesters at the state capitol led officials to cancel the legislative session. A decision by Wisconsin Supreme Court overhauling a statewide stay-at-home order sent people flooding out to bars. Advice for workers in the New Yorker, in, in Atul Gutwindi explains how businesses can minimize the virus's spread when they reopen. 
by copying what hospitals are doing with their employees. He lists five steps, including requiring workers to log on and confirm that they don't have any systems as a condition of entering the office each day. In other developments, about one quarter of the people who have died in England had diabetes, the Independent reported. Also, a new study suggests that talking can cause droplets to con that contain the virus and stay up in the air for at least 14 minutes. Causes, cases have been found for the first time in Rwanda refugee camps in Bangladesh, where the virus could spread with a devastating speed. A leading senator is under investigation. Senator Richard Blur of North Carolina temporarily stepped down as chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee on Wednesday. FBI agents seized his cell phone as part of an investigation into whether he sold stocks using non-public information about the virus. A senior Justice Department official told the Times that Attorney General William Barr had signed off on the search warrant. Burr has had a chilly relationship with the White House as his panel investigates Russia interference in the 2016 election. Affluent New Yorkers has led to a mass exodus of affluent New Yorkers from the coronavirus, according to an analytical breakdown of smartphone location data. In some New York's wealthiest neighborhoods, more than 35% of the residents fled the city in March and in April. The citywide average, by contrast, was 5%. What else is happening? Dr. Rick Bright, a government whistleblower, told Congress that the Trump administration's failure to develop a coordinated plan with the coronavirus has cost American lives. Under the catchphrase Obamagate, President Trump has lobbied evidence-free allegations against his predecessors, and domestic violence has risen. Since stay-at-home orders began and many shelters have stopped accepting newcomers because of fears of the virus. Thank you for joining me on our Saturday morning edition of the show. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by going to www.patreon.com slash Jerome McLean Show. That's www.patreon.com slash Jerome McLean Show. Our show is found on Spotify, on iTunes, and on Google Cast. Thank you and have a good day. Ain't that much time.